0: So we're here again in the Randolph Gallery of the Ashmolean Museum with Professor Alison Cooley from Warwick University, who is head of the Ashmolean Latin Inscriptions Project. Alison, we're here in front of a wall-mounted
1: stone. What is it that we're looking at? This is a tombstone that would have been planted in the ground alongside a tomb monument. Um, You can see there's a blank bit at the bottom which would have been embedded in the ground. And above it we've got a a flower for decoration at the top, and then in the middle a rather nicely engraved um, inscription of the epitaph itself. So what does the epitaph say? So the epitaph tells us um, that it's set up to the departed spirits of Valerius Paternus Speculator of the army in Britain through the agency of Sempronius Pruden's soldier and frumentarius, and Cutius Euplus' assistant of the Speculatores. They did this for their well-deserving colleague. And then at the end, we have a text, a few letters, that looks like it's engraved by a completely different stone cutter, giving their dimensions of the tomb plot. It says, seven feet wide, five feet deep. Is that, is that very common in inscriptions to put the size of the grave at the bottom of a tombstone? It is quite common because ancient Romans were very concerned to make sure that their tombs were, were preserved for all time and that nobody could come and fling in a body uh, randomly into something that they were the legal owners of. So this made sure that everybody knew how big the tomb enclosure was supposed to be that was owned by this set of soldiers.
0: You used some words that I'm less familiar with when you were reading your um, your translation there. What is a
1: speculator? A, a speculator, and actually also a frumentarius, which was the other Latin word here, um, seems to relate to the job of acting in the military intelligence within the army. I think we, we tend to have a, a very vivid imagination, imaginative picture of Roman soldiers in Britain marching along the straight Roman roads that they've built, um, javelins, swords at the ready, going out to beat up the native Britons. And I think it's interesting that that this shows that there's far more to being in the Roman army than simply serving in the legions. So these are men from the Secret Service? Essentially, and they would have been on secondment to the governor, possibly um, going to work in, in London, doing special tasks. So it's rather murky exactly what they would have got up to. Some people even suggested that they would have been in charge of executing prisoners, for instance. Um, Whether or not we would want to go as far as, say, that Valerius Paternos definitely did it is perhaps another matter. (laughs) But it's interesting that it gives us a sense in which the Roman army was a very sophisticated uh, institution. And just as nowadays, where there's very much an emphasis on military intelligence being crucial in the battle against terrorism... There's also an appreciation in the Roman world that um, military intelligence was just as important as good fighting skills.
0: I can see here on the inscription this is Britann. So he he was in Britain or he is a Briton.
1: Yes, he is in Britain. So the three uh, comrades here served in Britain, but the inscription itself was found in Rome. So quite understandably it looks like they all uh, abandoned Britain at the earliest possible moment and went back to the sunny Mediterranean. But I think, again, what's interesting is that we've got here two individuals clubbing together to commemorate a a a, a colleague when he dies, and it gives a sense in which the Roman army also served as a sort of substitute family. And so, in the end, what this inscription does is it takes us away from battlefields and military campaigns into the rather murkier world of military intelligence that was inhabited by Roman forerunners of the likes of George Smiley and James Bond.